Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, Purple Daily. We're going to jump in to best case scenarios for the Vikings this season. What if everything clicks? What is their potential? Can they win a Super Bowl? But a quick thank you to Federated Mutual Insurance Company because Federated has been standing behind business owners for over 100 years in the Twin Cities and around the country. But this ain't the year to be wishy-washy on your insurance company partnership. If you want frontline protection, if you want risk management, and you want a ton of experience through ups, downs, plateaus, you name it, Federated is the partner for you. Go to federatedinsurance.com. To find more information and remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. <laughs> you like that? You like that? And welcome in to Purple Daily. Uh, full disclosure as we start recording this episode today, the Vikings are meeting to discuss whether they will or won't practice today. There have been all kinds of boycotts across sports. NBA boycotted last night, WNBA, MLS, some Major League Baseball games. Sounds like the NBA is going to come back and play, but NFL teams are now deciding whether they are going to at least pause their practice schedules. Uh, We had a full discussion about that and the current issues in and around sports in the country on the Mackie and Judd podcast, which you can find uh, anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. But we're here to shine maybe a positive light on the Vikings for this episode, depending on how, how positive we are about their upside Judd Zolgad, uh, I'm I'm on VegasInsider.com right now, mm-hmm. looking at over/under win totals for the 2020 season. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens are both at 11 and a half over/under. 49ers 10 and a half. You got to scroll down kind of to the middle of the pack to get the Vikings, who have a nine next to their name as as the over/under. So my question to you is not whether they will be over or under nine. It is if they perform at their peak capability in 2020, what do you think the best case scenario is? How far can this team go if everything clicks in 2020? Well, let's talk about first uh, during the course of the regular season, okay? Like, let's talk about wins first and then go from there. I think if they perform to the peak of their capability, because this division doesn't scare me, so it's not like, well, the Green Bay Packers got it. You're playing for a wild card. If they if they play to the peak of their capability, their cornerbacks um, excel. Their nose tackle position doesn't end up being as big a weakness as I think it might be. They've certainly got offensive components, Phil. 
Um, I think they can win the division, and I think to the peak of, the peak of their capability, you're talking about a team that can win 10 to 11 games. So I think the peak is pretty good. Uh, again, I'll come back to this. It's not like the division scares me. So, like, if you if, if I was to tell you right now that they were going to sweep the Lions and the Bears, do and, they ever sweep the Bears though? No, but let's just say let's just say, but they could. I mean, there, there's no rule that says you can't go into Soldier Bleeping Field and win football games. I don't think. And then, there, there has been, according to Vikings right, okay, history, apparently. Okay, let's say they're going to split with the Bears and, and the Packers and sweep uh, Matt Patricia's Lions, which would not be a shock. They should do that. I don't think that you would say, that's crazy. They can't do that. So, look, I think there's a lot of question marks. But this applies to the entire league in pandemic football. I think there's a lot of question marks about the Vikings. And do I think that they are, their roster appears far more geared uh, for success in 2021 than 2020? Yes, I do. But I also don't look at the Vikings, and we rarely do, and see, oh, that's a bad football team. So I think that they could, if they excel and reach the peak of what they can do, I think if you were to put them on a division championship and 11 wins, that's not completely outlandish. Okay. What about you, Dex? What's, if everything clicks, what does it look like for you? Best case scenario, if everything clicks, your defense uh, still is able to be a top 10 unit, even with uh, new pieces in the fold. If Adam Thielen can stay healthy, if all your, your playmakers can also stay on the field and contribute, I think you're probably looking at an 11 to 12 win football team. Best case scenario, um, I would say most likely a 12 win football team in, in the best case. Uh, I, I think that the Vikings still can be that team if everything clicks, if the offensive line can hold up Cousins. But best case, you're looking at a 12 win football team. More realistically, you know, uh, probably between 8 and 10. So I'm just trying to think of all the things that would go into like the best case scenario checkboxes. And I'll just, I'll just go down the list and you guys can go down this list with me. I think the best case scenario offensively would include, I mean, your health is a given, right? Like you're assuming that yeah, Kirk Cousins absolutely. doesn't catch COVID or something. Absolutely, or, yeah. You're just assuming health across the board. Yep. So Dalvin Cook would be healthy and he would play 15 or 16. When I say healthy, I mean like he can miss a game or something. But, but he's not missing eight games. Yep. And when he comes or back and plays a game or two, he's not like, try, remember when he, for a game or two he had, he was trying to like, Manage how he fell, almost like a professional wrestler. Yes. Because if he fell on the wrong spot, then his shoulder was going to have shooting pain or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So just none of that stuff. Okay. Irv Smith emerges as a beast pass-catching tight end. A guy who's just like 50 or 60 catches. He's he's clearly emerging as one of the, let's say, tier two pass-catching tight ends in the NFL. That would be a best-case scenario. Justin Jefferson gets it right away. You know, it still has room to grow in year two, three, four, but... A guy who can catch 50, 60 passes. And Smith helps a lot there, too. Yep. Like, like both those guys kind of emerging as big-time viable offensive weapons. That's part of my best-case scenario. Sure. I think on the defensive side, well, let me go back to offense. The offensive line, I don't think there's any scenario in which they're just like a top-five offensive line. I would just <laughs> be shocked. Like, Riley Reef kind of is what he is. If Riley Reef can keep being an average left tackle, that's probably the best-case scenario. There's, you know, Brian O'Neill emerging as one of the better right tackles could be part of the best case scenario, but you've got three major question marks on the interior. And I think best case scenario, realistic best case scenario, two out of the three spots work out for you. And one of them is kind of revolving uh, between like three different guys. I I think the safest thing to say about the line is uh, best case for 2020 to a large extent, Koob schemes you to success. Yep. Like the scheme just works. Yep. You're not going to be like. Block well again and, and protect. 
um, Cousins well. Yeah, and you're not going to be like what what Dallas's offensive line has yeah. been for the better part of the. But but the like, scheme should work. Realistic best case scenario, it's the scheme works, and you can patchwork the interior enough. On the defensive side, I think the the best case scenario looks like either Jeff Gladney or Cam Dantzler just instantly getting it, and and you put them with Holton Hill, you know, he- healthy and not suspended. And uh, Mike Hughes healthy, and like you've got a good collection of young, spry cornerbacks. I think the best case scenario for the defense would also have to include Odenabo emerging as maybe a double digit sack guy opposite of Daniel Hunter, Hunter actually playing and practicing again. Yeah, which hasn't happened now. It's been 10 days or something like that. Yeah, it's been, been a long yeah, time I, since he's yeah, practiced. It's not good, baby. And so if all of those things happen, mm-hmm. all of those things happen, and Adam Thielen plays a full season. I I'm, I'm with Declan. I could see this team winning maybe 12 games. Like their schedule is pretty brutal, and you've got man, like you've, the eleven and five would be really play. good, boys. I agree. Eleven and five would be a hell of a year for a team that has a lot of unknowns yeah. right now. I don't think you know. Like the best case scenario for the Ravens is like 15 and one, right? The the Chiefs are like yeah, 14 would, and two, 15 and one, 12 or 13 games. Yeah, I don't think there is that type of best case scenario in the Vikings plans or cards uh, but like 11 or 12 wins i think their best case scenario stops short of the super bowl i think it's nfc title game this season and then build off of it for 2000 oh i agree completely yeah it, it's hard to envision a scenario where like yeah. they would get past niners tampa bay and tom brady uh, even what what new orleans has put together and you could even throw in like philadelphia bouncing back and dallas should be better this season like the nfc is loaded so I would I would have a, I would be shocked if even best case scenario if they were to make it through that gauntlet you, and get to the Super Bowl. If you got to the conference title game and and your opponent had time um, to scheme for you pretty thoroughly as well, I think that the Vikings have too many weaknesses that could be preyed upon to get you through to a Super Bowl. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I think that that the game plan that we saw in the 2017 uh, conference title game from Philadelphia would be the type of thing, it might not be that exact uh, game plan, but would be the type of thing to come back and bite you in the butt. So I would agree. I think that you could make a bit of a playoff run, but I I really struggle. Now, next year, I think it's possible. But this year, I think it would be very tough. But this is the type of team, and it's not a surprise, where how often in the last 35 years have you said, they got no shot. They're t- I mean, a few times, uh, but it's a very ra- it's a very rare preseason Vikings conversation to say. I see about four wins there. Yeah, no, I mean, I what, see about five wins. When, actually, when is the last time you went into a Viking season and said, "Boy, this is going to be four and 12? Like there are a lot of you know fan bases. Surprising? The Lions fans go in every year, pretty much thinking that. You, you know what's what? When Tice took over for Denny. I could have seen some, I, I don't know about this, but they always seem to come out, not great, but certainly okay. Like the three and four win seasons happen, but they happen once every what? 20, 25 yeah. years, something like that? I honestly think Mike, More I th- than that? I think Mike Zimmer's floor is so much higher than, and in the roster too, Mike Zimmer plus the roster. You know, the fact that we did we did this episode a couple weeks ago and looked at, like, okay, what's the worst-case scenario for his defense? And he's been a head coach or a defensive coordinator for 20 years in the NFL, and if you take out that Bobby Petrino Falcons disaster in 2007, where it was just like that guy quit halfway through the season, the worst-case scenario for a Mike Zimmer defense is 19th yeah. 
in yardage. Yeah. And so if, if you have a top 20 defense at worst in 2020 and you've got a top 15 at worst quarterback in Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. like that recipe with a non-train wreck defense and a, and a top half of the league quarterback, that's seven wins. That's six or seven wins like yeah. automatically yeah. right there. I agree with that. And then you kind of build off of that. So, all right, so I'm saying, is there any scenario in which you guys think they can win the Super Bowl? Are we just to be clear here? So I don't. I, I, I don't think so. If, uh, I would, I'd be shocked. Pat Mahomes' arms fall off, and if Lamar Jackson blows out his leg, and Tom Brady is who he is at 43, because I don't think he's that good anymore, then yes, I do think they can win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So I think there's a couple of injuries and like a bus crash or something. Correct. I, I think the, the representative in the Super Bowl from the NFC is going to come from the West. I think the West is going to end up being stacked. The West, it's it's possible really that like the, the Rams West. could be the weak link in the West, and the I Rams know. played in the Super Bowl two years ago. Or Seattle, finally. But yes, it's going to be absolutely stacked. Yeah. All right, next question for you guys. So did you know, as we sit here today, the NFL starts in two weeks with Thursday night games? Two weeks? We're two weeks. It doesn't feel like we're two weeks away just because like there's been no preseason games. NBC, and, you say? Man, hold on a second. Try that one more time. NBC, you say? Should I try it again? Pandemic be damned. Take that, pandemic. I'm excited for the Chris Collinsworth sliding, but from a little bit further away. Yeah. Just a little bit. It's going to be a, a wider shot with Chris Collins. What are they going to do? Sliding in. Maybe he's can he like slide stop? into his Zoom? He's going to like have to stop halfway. Can he just do? Now, I. Uh, are they all going to be in stadiums? <laughs> Do we know that yet? What, the announcers? Yes. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, are they going to travel and be in stadiums? Or will they be at home? Uh, Chris, you're on mute. Chris, uh, un- <laughs> un- un- <laughs> Al, Al, unmute your microphone. Al. Yeah, it's on the left side of the Zoom. Turn on the video, Al. <laughs> Turn on the video. Nobody can see you, Al. <laughs> So what do you guys think football is going to look like? Even when you have four preseason games, football in September is pretty bad. Like <laughs> offenses aren't clicking and there's more oh, penalties. It and takes stuff. it deep into October to get some, I think, really crisp games yeah, consistently. Well, I mean, once we get to late October, November, December, yeah. like the NFL is clicking and you start to really see some good good play. But September's kind of just hold on for your for your life. And this September, there will be no preseason games leading you up to it. So you'll have rookies that are just stepping on to the freeway for the first time and quarterbacks that have not had, like, full speed, you know, timing exercise with receivers. So what do you think football looks like in two weeks? Well, I think it's going to be absolutely dreadful. I I think it's going to be a month, month plus of putrid action on NBC. Coming up next, people that aren't prepared to do their job in any way, shape, or form, try and do their job. Will they get COVID? You're going to find out. <laughs> 7.30 sharp. Uh, I think it's going to be awful. But, I mean, I'll take it. I'll watch it. I, I'm not going to not watch it. But, look, you tell me this. How are, aside from the most experienced veteran units that have worked together for years, and in this league that really is not the case very much at all, how are offenses going to click? Like, they have no preseason games. They've practiced. They, they have, I can't tell you how how limited the work in practice is. Like, they're not out there twice a day in full pads. They're not playing full games. You know, the Vikes are are, are 
coming downtown on Friday to try and play uh, some type of scrimmage, but that's really going to be their scrimmage. So I fully expect, and it's not the player's fault or the coach's fault, I think that take what we ordinarily see in September, in October, and like take it down five notches from there. Defenses aren't going to be great, and tackling is going to be awful. But I am far more, um, I am far more uh, concerned or reticent to what we're going to see offensively, which I think is going to be out of sync. I think it's going to be ugly. And you know what? I think people won't care because it's football. I feel like it's. It... <laughs> Just, no one cares. Just, I don't even care. Football. Because coming up next. Ah, coming up next. The NFL molds itself into the XFL with quarterbacks who can't complete a pass. Yes, yes that's what it's going to be. Linemen who jump off sides every three plays. And wide receivers running the wrong routes. The next. On NBC. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's, I actually do think it's going to look more like the XFL for the first month then. Because like the XFL comes along and, all right, we get football. But it's like, all right, these guys have been practicing together. But for I do the first quit watching like that. A month and, I do quit with that. Yeah. I don't think I'll quit on this. I mean, the teams that are going to have the most problems are teams that are trying to install, like if it's new coaches, new coordinators, and you're trying to install a new system over Zoom for five months. Yeah. Cool. What are you going to look like in weeks one and two? Advantage Vikings, because at least you've got some familiarity with Kubiak to Cousins to yeah, offensive offensive linemen. You're and right. Like it's the same scheme. You know, there's there might be some tweaks here and there. But I, I think we're just going to have to swallow hard in September and just be grateful that football is back and guys, see what happens as they get into October. Guys can't tackle when they've ordinarily played a little bit, right? Who's yeah. going to be able to tackle now? I mean, but just the fundamentals of things. It sounds stupid, but like tackling well, in these, is off. In these, it's going to be non-existent. In, in these full team practices, like with the Vikings, they're not allowing tackling, right? Like, can you tackle a running you back? You can. You could if you wanted to, but they don't. And so basically they apply what they call thud drills, which is I can wrap you up, but I don't take you to the ground. But I'm just saying the full um, speed tackling it's not being done. So you haven't had a full. You, so you're going to have guys who have not tackled anybody in, in months. eight months. Yes. Or in some cases, if you're a college player, maybe even longer. Yes. If you didn't play in your bowl game or something. Yes. So if you are if so if you are a star receiver and you catch a ball, a guy trying to tackle you is going to be like, I don't want they want to do this. Ole, 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 ole. Coming up next, flag football makes its debut in the NFL. Can Cam Dantzler take the flag from DeAndre Hopkins' belt? We'll find out. But first, they undergo COVID tests, which we're going to allow you to watch live because we want to give you the excitement. Oh, it looks like Hopkins didn't pass the COVID test, so he's up. If the NFL offered just like a straight up, no commentary, anything, if you could just watch an hour of players coming in and getting their temperatures checked and getting the nose swab COVID test. It would get ratings. Would people watch it? Yes. It it might be more popular than baseball. Here's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is getting a swab in his nose. What's that, Bob? What's that, Bob? (laughs) 99.9? Belichick won't be on the sidelines tonight. Sponsored by Bud Light. (laughs) Thermometer. Company should sponsor it. (laughs) So, all right. Well, so we've decided the football is going to be mostly. Don't you guys think it's. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't see how it's going to be good. No, it's. it's, And we'll watch. But two weeks, we are two weeks away from the NFL season. Hey, are are people still playing 
fantasy football as much now, or is that I'm in, not I'm in four as leagues. big a deal this year? Four leagues. Whoa. Four? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Most leagues I've ever been in. Yep. You're in four. Here's the best part. Okay? Drafts all done? No, haven't drafted yet. The first draft, I think, is this coming weekend. Oh, my Sunday God. Yeah. Four? They're all online drafts. Good luck with that marriage so, you get going. Well, we have an agreement. Like, she, nice. she'll, she'll, you know, we'll sit there together. And, yeah, they're all online drafts. Like, I'm just on my computer anyways. You're going to have all the boys over in a pandemic over at no. the wife's house? Because, you know, draft. Saturdays are for the boys. So, all right. I, I do get questions on my fantasy baseball annual draft. I am still in. I'm the only person she that is tweeted about still it. in a fantasy baseball draft. She tweeted about the so, fact that you were gone all day that one time. Yeah. First year of your marriage. It's once a year. It's always like the last weekend yeah. in March, right before the regular season starts. And it's a league that I've been in for half of my life. I got into that league when I was 17. I'm now 35. And it's a bunch of like, it's, the, I got into the league originally with a couple of high school friends. And then those guys are out of the league now. So it's just like random dudes from the suburbs that are now in their like 50s. And they're all great. And uh, I just venture off to, you know, I think it's in Ramsey's where we do the draft every single year. And my wife's always like, who are these people? Like, I've never met any of them. Yeah. Where are you going? I, I'm, Don't worry about it. I'll be back I'm in eight hours. Team wife on this one, by the way. <laughs> Why? It's fantasy I used baseball. To do, I used to do it. it. It took way too long. I just swung a big trade yesterday. Javi Baez, what, the, new, the newest Goldschmidt? member of Summer Madness. That's right. You got you got Javi Baez? Bought low on Javi Baez. Somebody got robbed on that one. I but would be giving up Javi Baez. Of the four fantasy football leagues that I'm sure everyone is dying to hear about here, I'm going to force this down your throat. So I finally got into the... I've been part of Hubbard Broadcasting for 10 years now. Yeah. This is my first year in the Hubbard Radio Fantasy Football League. Finally got the invite. I don't know if someone died or what Wait. happened, but I finally I, got the I invite. I politely declined last year. What's the one so they invited you before they invited oh, yeah. me. Correct. I've been here for 10 years. I've been here for two and two. <laughs> but there's one downstairs that, that Chris Long does. That's, that's the, not TV. the same that's one. one. That's the one he invited me no, to. That's the oh, TV. no, that's, that's TV, TV one. one. Oh. So which one are you talking about, Phil? There's a, there's a Hubbard Radio one. Who runs it? Jeremy Sinan, our VP of digital. And... Uh, I can't. I've worked it, with Jeremy. I've worked with Jeremy for the better part of fifteen years because we worked together at. And a he different finally station. got you in. Took him fifteen years. So to you're in four me. leagues. So you're in Chris Long's league, Sinan's league. Who else is league? College friends. It's always a good one to keep in touch with college friends, and then another one with college friends, a separate group of college friends. Old friends, overrated. Get rid of them. It's the only touch spring, point. It's like spring. Exactly. Take this out. You don't have to worry about them anymore. You don't want friends. Is the moral of this episode. <laughs> 2020 has taught me one Coming up lesson. next, Judd Zolgat sits alone with his feelings and IPAs. 2020. Ignoring Facebook friend requests. It's the NFL you know on NBC. Fire it up. <laughs> Coming up next, Judd Zolgat teaches you that social distancing isn't necessary if you had no social interaction to begin with. <laughs> How to eliminate the remaining friends you have and enjoy your time at home with your dog and the television. How to ghost your entire social life. Next. Why why didn't I get COVID? Because I didn't go near a damn person. (laughs) And that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Four leagues. That's right. I'll uh, I'll help you guys can help make the decisions on no, draft. No, 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 no. Declan's busy, so am I. Yep. Be great. Uh, I got Lamar Jackson as a no. keeper. Come on, Dex. I got. Nope. I'm sorry. I, 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 I won my league. Rode off in the sunset five years ago. I'm I love out. this. If any of you, Bravo, Declan. If any of you listeners or viewers want to hear more about my fantasy leagues, just hit me up at Phil Mackey on Twitter. I'll tell you all about them. It'll be great. 
Uh, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We'll see you next time.